Kia ora and welcome to the front row. Another week dissecting the Rugby World Cup as it gets ever closer to the pivotal stages. We're going to take a look again at how the All Blacks are tracking. A comfortable win eventually over Namibia. The tense situation in Pool A and who may make it into the quarterfinals. Plus, of course, a typhoon is bearing down on Japan that could wreak havoc with elements of that equation. I'm Jack Tame and it's a privilege to be joined in the studio this week by Black Ferns legend, four-time World Cup champion and IRB Hall of Fame inductee Anna Richards and former All Black and Manu Samoa halfback officer Tenu'u. Tēnā kōrua guys, great to have you here. Let's start off with Namibia. We will take a look back at the Namibia game from last weekend. It was a big win for the All Blacks in the end, but only after a poor first 30 minutes. So, have the ABs become slow starters? Not so, if you believe what, all, uh, what the All Blacks camp had to say. Here's Joe Moody and Anton Leonard-Brown. We probably came out a little bit dull in the first half. Probably just weren't switched on enough and uh, doing the basics uh, properly first before we tried to, you know, do the Razzley stuff out wide and that sort of thing. And then, yeah, we got a bit of a rack up at halftime uh, from the coaches and, uh, yeah, just tried to play a little bit more direct when we came out in the second half and then things opened up a bit from there. It's always good when you get a stern message at halftime um, that you respond and that's what we did, so that, that's a positive. So from all accounts, the stern message at half-time is actually a huge understatement and Steve Hansen was effectively spitting at his 15. It, it was a slow start, wasn't it, Anna? Look, it wasn't a great start. There was a few errors and then everything turned to gold for Namibia. So it was kind of didn't really balance the ledger and they got four tries, but it wasn't tidy. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. you know, it's, it's hard to, to know how much to read into games you know, like this at this stage of the tournament, isn't it? Because the All Blacks would have gone into that match knowing that they're probably going to put 40 points on the Namibians at the very least. And I can imagine that that makes them just, you know, start the game a little more lackadaisical than they might have otherwise. I think it's just the respect that the uh, Namibians had for the All Blacks. I mean, they were always going to come out and play their best game. And, and you could see the way afterwards swapping jerseys, the way they are interacting with each other and, and, and even just uh, acknowledging the crowd together. But uh, they certainly were, you know, putting on their best game for, for the All Blacks and, it, and it showed in the first half. Is, is it unreasonable to expect then for, for a team like the All Blacks to be coming out perfectly at this stage of the tournament against a team like Namibia? Look, I don't know if you want them to be always perfect. I know they want to keep building and keep mm. getting better. So, again, they got four tries. Um, Steve Hansen had a great spray at half-time, obviously, mm. and, and they were very clinical in the second half. So I, I think they're tracking well. Yeah. Sometimes people say oh, a loss is good for a, a tournament that gets them back on track. Well, it wasn't quite a loss. It wasn't a no. loss at all, but they certainly uh, got the spray they needed just to get their campaign back you on track. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, we're starting Geordie at 10, and, you know, for the Namibians, it's the biggest game of their lives. You know, they, they, they are playing against players whom they would have idolised for, for years, and yet for the All Blacks, you know, they all go into that game knowing they're probably going to win by a few dozen at the very least. I think people forget that New Zealand beat them by more than South Africa. And I thought yeah. South Africa were very clinical and yeah. were big bullies. But we beat them that. We got four tries in the first half. We had an adjusted back line with a guy who hasn't played 10 since high mm. school, I think. Yeah. So, And I thought he played awesome. So I think uh, the coaching staff would be very happy. Yeah, and there, and there were some other positives to come out of the game. How good was it to see Brodie Retallick get through 30 minutes without too many issues? Yeah, that was an important part for, for Steve Hansen and the All Blacks. Um, 
he's going to play a massive part coming to the back end of this tournament. Mm. Um, and then looking forward to the next game, which is probably a little bit guilty of thinking about the next game rather than the, the, the present one. Mm. It's funny, isn't it? Like the, the clock literally hit 30 mm. minutes and he immediately stepped <laughs> off the pitch. You know, it, it clearly, clearly for the All Blacks, they just wanted to get mm. Brodie Retallick through that first hit out. Well, I think they've spent a lot of months planning this campaign and those two... Um, close games, as in close in time, uh, they planned them down to the minute. They planned who was going to be there, who was going to get rested, who was coming off. You know, you saw the props in that f the second game. The first prop had like 25 minutes, the second had 28. Yeah. So it's very, very well planned. And, and I know you're not meant to look at the next game, but I think they've planned this whole campaign well, the, particularly the thing, well. The other thing too, you don't want to get into any car trouble because they've been dishing them out left, right and centre. So yeah. Yeah. that's a safe way of yeah. keeping safe. Tell you what though, it was another game where the All Blacks didn't manage to get through without a card. It's, exactly. I know we talk about this every mm. week, but, but it's becoming a real talking point of this. They, they just have to get better, Jack. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, they, they, every time a, a player is running, it's almost to the point where they're setting them up. It looks like in, in, in the old Hollywood now of guys falling over, you're talking about soccer. Yeah. It is starting to come into play because if they can get that advantage, everybody's going to try and use it. But the rules aren't going to change. This can't. No. I, mean, I mean, this is it. Clearly, the, the, the match officials are all on the same page. The All Blacks actually just need to adjust, don't they? Oh, I think every team needs to adjust. Yeah. You saw the game last night. There was four yellow cards. Um, there's huge scrutiny from match officials on the ground as well as in mm. TVs, mm. and they're doing replays all the time, so it's going to be really tough. Mm. OK, now the All Blacks face Italy in their final pool match, a last hit out before it gets to the knockout stages. The Italians will likely be a little bit tougher than what we've seen from the likes of Namibia and Canada, but it would be a shock if they pushed the All Blacks to the limit. Here's the Italian coach Connor O'Shea on Saturday's match, speaking shortly after his side's 49-3 loss to the Springboks. Uh, listen, we have to... <laughs> really hurt for the next day or two and then get ready for New Zealand next week. It doesn't get easy. We have a good few injuries, a good few knocks and bruises from today, especially a tight head. We'll see what the best 23 that can get fitting on the pitch the next week. My sense is that the Italians haven't been terribly strong throughout this tournament. Um, it's kind of typical World Cup performance from the Italians. But, but how do the All Blacks approach this match, given it's the last pool match before we go into the knockouts? I think you'll probably see them front up with the, the, what they think is their strongest 15. I know the coaches keep on saying we pick the players for the team we're going to play against, mm. but I think it's going to be a dress rehearsal for the quarterfinals. Mm. Yeah, I think you know, you, we mentioned before that they had a plan for these things to the minute, and I think this will be part of it. And I think it was always going to be uh, the strongest team, as well as bringing in uh, Brody in a little bit more. Mm. And, and now... You know, everybody's been advocating and, and, and competing for, for places, so you'll see next to the strongest, if not the strongest team going yeah. through. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, we're getting into the, the sort of business end mm. of, of the tournament. How much, does, um, how much does that weigh on players? Like, what sort of shift do you see in the management around the team as they get to this stage, Anna? Well, I don't think you're going to see any difference in managing the team or, or what they're doing mm. off the field, on the training pitch, etc. I think they'll um, have a nice steady plan, they'll keep to it, they're not going to change anything hugely at all. It's interesting though, you know, you look at the All Blacks and they, um, you know, they really kind of embrace the festival atmosphere of a World Cup, especially in the pool stages. You know, you see them, like you say, mm. you, you see them inviting these minnow teams into their locker rooms afterwards for a beer. You see them yeah. swapping jerseys, all that sort of thing. I, I just wonder if you get to the business end of things, if 
there's less of a focus on enjoying yourself and the festival kind of elements and more of a yeah. focus on business, you know? Jake, we always talk about tour balance and getting the right things uh, on the pitch, on the training field, mm -hmm. as well as off it, because you just can't stay in that zone the whole time. And they seem to be doing things really well. I see them taking photos with NBA stars <laughs> yesterday, and so it's nice just to get away from rugby, but, uh, but also to get back on task. Uh, and, and this one is a really important game for us. Because a, a, a player's starting to get ants in their pants at this stage of a tournament. You know, they're not used to staying in a, in a city or, or, or in, a, in, a, in a country for as long as they have. Like they, they go on end of year tours mm. that are very mm. long and uh, kind of the equivalent. Um, I think you'll see players will be very anxious about mm. selection now and game time and performance. Mm. You know, because it's a, it's a end of the end of the tournament where you have to win every game counts, and if you don't, you're gone. Mm. It's almost like school holidays. Yeah, they get into a bit of cabin fever, <laughs> and so you know you've been on tour for a couple of weeks, and the, you know all the the first part is all out of it, and now they just want to get stuck into. Spoken like someone who's had a rough couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get across to Kimberly Downs and Scotty Stevenson in Japan now and see what they've been up to. Kia ora konnichiwa, welcome back to Tokyo before Mr Stevenson here and I jump on a plane for Nagoya for a game that may or may not be delayed TBC at time of recording. First of all, Mr Stevenson, why don't we talk about that Namibia game? Couple of talking points to come out of that. Uh, the return of the big man, Brody, love it? Yeah, it was great, 30 minutes and uh, look, he looked short of a gallop. He had to go and do some running at half time. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that at home, but uh, he was into his uh, wasting runs at half time. So it was just good to see him out there. I know he'll be thrilled about that. The All Blacks will be too. In fairness, Scott Barrett has deputised incredibly well for Brodie Retallick, but now that he's back, you just get a sense that's brought some real confidence to the team. Yeah, I loved how he spoke about it as well, kind of saying he was nervous going into it, but then by the time his 30-minute call came to come back off at 30 minutes, he was like, no, I don't want to go off. Interesting on the Scott Barrett front. So what do you think that means for the team now going forward? Because I think we do kind of expect to see them probably rolling out their number one team from here on out. Obviously, Brody's return means he'll probably be starting alongside Sam Whitelock, move Scott Barrett to the bench, is that? Well, that may happen because in a natural progression for these All Blacks, as we've seen over the last couple of years, they'll get 30 or 40 minutes the first game, and then they'll get 60 minutes the next, and that will mean they're ready for 80 the week after that. Now, Brody's time is pretty condensed because he's only just come back for that 30 minutes. They'll want to see him go again, I'm sure, against Italy, so hopefully he gets 60 minutes this weekend. Scotty Barrett deserves his place in the 23 for sure, uh, but also uh, another hat tip here to Paddy Tui-Pilotu as well, whose form has been outstanding so far. I should point out as well uh, that the, at the time of recording this, we haven't seen yet the All Blacks team naming for the game against Italy, but that's all right, that's all right. Um, another one of the big talking points from the N Namibia game, Geordie Barrett at 10. Now, we don't expect to see him there again, basically, but it's fun to talk about. Oh, he was great, and uh, it took him 40 minutes just to, I think, get his hand on the tiller and say, actually, I am in control of this. He would have got a rev up at half-time. Had his brother Bowden uh, running the tee out for him, trying to keep him relaxed on his goal kicking, which was really good in that game. Uh, but that second 40 minutes, if you go back and watch just how many involvements he had in the play, it just showed that Geordie Barrett is a natural game player, a natural game manager. And, uh, you know, look, yes, it was Namibia, let's not forget, but it was great for him to get that experience should the All Blacks need it in this tournament. Mm. Going forward as well, and I'm looking more probably quarterfinals onward at this point, obviously there's been a lot of chat around the midfield. Who is your starting midfield for those crunch matches? 
Anton Leonard Brown is going to be the All Black centre. I don't think we can doubt that anymore. The form here, Sean, has been outstanding. He got uh, the plaudits against Namibia and, and he deserved every single one of them as well. Still an issue around 12 for me. Uh, they've got Sonny Bill Williams who's playing good footy. They've got Ryan Crotty. I think the decision's going to come down there. Uh, and that leaves Jack Goodhue. What do they do with Jack Goodhue? He's been a flavour of the month for these All Blacks teams over the last couple of seasons. Has he done enough to make sure he's in the 23? Three and uh, four and a three don't go. So uh, it's all going to come down to uh, who they go for. Is it a horses for courses thing or is it going to be one midfield to rule them all? Yeah, everyone does seem to have very different ideas about who they think the midfield will be. I quite like you calling Sonny Bill off the bench probably for the impact, but when it comes to that starting position with Anton Leonard Brown, do you think that that is what the All Blacks selectors went into this World Cup thinking or do you think that he has forced his way into that conversation by way of how he's played these last few games? Well, you remember last season he spent a lot of time coming off the bench, Anton Leonard Brown, and every time he did he was absolutely sensational. Uh, he's earned his starting spot. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the All Blacks were thinking before this World Cup. Things do change during a tournament but what we can say, and I think most New Zealand fans would agree, he has been the form midfielder for the All Blacks so far in this tournament and it's just the way he plays, the way he looks to get involved in his work rate I think that's what sets him apart at the moment. Mm. Um, coming more specifically to this game against Italy, I mean I guess most of us kind of think easy beats, which is a bit of a sad state of affairs. They've basically been written off. I know Ian Foster's been talking a lot this week about how they're trying to put themselves in the Italian's shoes and going you know what they'll be desperate they technically do still have a chance to make it if they can upset the all blacks uh, slim mm. chances but going we've got to respect that we've got to respect that for you is that i found it quite interesting because it does indicate as well and i think we saw it against namibia a bit of a a, a mental i guess softening in those games and steve hansen talked about that as well about how the only player he's ever seen go at 100 percent mentally for every game is Richie McCaw, and it's actually a really hard thing to do. But do you think, particularly that first half showing against Namibia before they got a bit of a kick up the backside from Steve Hansen at half time, do you think that will also give them a kick up the behind for this game? Do you think we will see them back kind of at their best for this game? Short answer, yes. They won't, oh, make the, they won't make the same mistake <laughs> again. I, I would be very fearful if I was Italy and the weather doesn't intervene. If the All Blacks go out there and they have heeded the warning from Hansen, uh, they will go out there and look to dominate from minute one. Yeah, all eyes now, I suppose, on that super typhoon. So we'll see what happens there. Fingers crossed we get some good footy action this weekend, though. That's it from us here in Tokyo for now. Over and out. Well, short of a shock on Saturday night between the All Blacks and Italy, New Zealand will play the runners-up in Pool B. But who is that going to be? At the moment, it's anyone's guess. Here's the situation as it stands. Ireland's shock loss to Japan has kind of thrown everything up in the air. So we have three teams in contention. Scotland's big win over Russia keeps them in the hunt, but they have to beat Japan on Sunday to get their spot. Ireland and Samoa also meet while there is also, of course, the typhoon factor that could see some of those games cancelled with the points halved. So take the typhoon out of it for the moment. We'll get to that, Anna, because I know you're an amateur meteorologist when it comes to this part of the world. Um, who, do, who do you fancy the All Blacks playing in the playoffs? Look, if they, if they play, I can see Ireland getting a bonus point one. Yeah. Um, Scotland produced really good rugby, so it's going to be a titanic battle between them and Japan. And Japan really needs to at least get a bonus point to be in contention to stay. Mm. They don't want to end up like they did at the last World Cup where they had three wins and they didn't get through to the quarters. For the sake of the tournament, you know, just forget the All Blacks equation for a moment, but for the sake of the tournament, I, I think it's really critical Japan gets through because they've played such great rugby up to this point and, and clearly, you know, for the locals it would mean so much. 
Yeah, but you try selling that to a Scotsman, and I've got a good <laughs> friend of mine that, that's looking forward to smashing them. But um, don't don't underestimate Samoa. They yeah. they were really um, probably disappointed in their last performance, and I think they'll want to finish on a high. So just throwing that into the mix against Ireland will be a, a, a big game for them to. They know they're going home, so they've got nothing to mm. lose. Whereas Ireland, you know, if they like the All Blacks, think too far ahead could get themselves into a little bit of trouble. If you're All Blacks management, what are you hoping for? Who do you want to play in the playoffs? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't think they should think that way, to be honest. I think there's uh, both two different different scenarios. It's but a hell I'd of prefer... a difference you know, lining up against Japan versus Ireland, mm. isn't it? If you're the All Blacks, especially given you know, that, that loss and, and the events of the last couple of years. I prefer Japan, to be honest, if, yeah. if you're going to go through. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, obviously, I think you'd prefer Japan because we've got a much better record. Ireland, I think, is still currently number yeah. one in the world. It seems to change every week now. Yeah. Um, so if you want to progress into the semis, you probably want an easier game. Mm. Do you? Or do you, you know, or do you, or do you say that, no, we're at the business end now, time to, time to you know... Yeah, I, I, again, I, I just think about what the All Blacks are doing rather than who they're playing against. If they just, you know, focus on their process, they're tracking really well. Mm. Um, now they're getting a bit of firepower back. That'll mm. that'll bring back a bit of uh, encouragement and excitement to the team. So with Brody mm. coming in, I mm. think that uh, the timing is all right for them at the moment. For okay. them to do. Doesn't matter who they're going to yeah. play. To be honest, Anna, lick your finger, stick it in the air for us. Tell us <laughs> what's what is going to happen with this typhoon. Because yeah, uh, you lived in you lived in Hong Kong for a while. Yeah, I was, I was in Hong yeah. Kong for four years, and I was up in Japan this time last year. Yeah. And this time last year, we had about four typhoons through in eight weeks. So that was oh, kind nice. of fun. Yeah. I was in Yokohama, so. Interesting. You can't predict where the typhoons are going to go, Jack. So it's you just got to cross our fingers. Hopefully, sometimes they blow themselves out. Sometimes mm. they're not Armageddon-like as predicted. So I'm hoping they don't influence what's going to happen. Yeah, certainly you don't want to be making teams don't want to be planning for for typhoons, do they? It would be a shame if 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 games ended up having to be cancelled and and points shared, wouldn't it? Mm. Depends who you ask, I suppose. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be great. I don't think it'd be great for World Rugby and and the planning they've put into this, and for Japan as well. Yeah. So and for the tournament as a whole, you don't want a, a game cancelled. Yeah. Okay. Big couple of weeks ahead. Thank you so much for your time. That is it for us today. Thanks very much to Anna Richards and Afisa Tanu'u for giving us their insights today. Thank you for watching. We will see you next week for the build-up to the quarterfinals. Hey, Kona.